Have you ever wanted to listen to two random dudes on the internet talk about their views? Well, I'm Matt. And I'm Bill. And this is the Two Dudes with a View podcast. Episode 8 of the Two Dudes with a View podcast. As always, my name is Matt, and I am joined by my lovely friend, Bill. Bill, how are you doing today? And I'm just going to start right now. How was your weather the past week? Rainy. Just raining like a miserable bastard. Yeah, same here. It uh, legit downpoured for like a day and a half. And it actually, I was just outside like an hour ago, and it was starting to rain again. So I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, so I just want to put a disclaimer here that if for any reason... I cut out. It's because we're about to have a pretty severe thunderstorm, and they used the tornado word in the oh boy thing. So there's a chance that the power might go out. The internet. Well, there's always a chance the internet will go out, but there's a real big chance power will go out. Well, um, good luck. I hope you have like you know, uh, you don't have a cellar or anything. You'll be fine. He'll he'll be fine. If we lose him, it'll, it'll be all right. Uh. Anyways, today I was going to, you know, I usually say we got a great episode for you today, and normally we do. The last seven have been great. However, today, um, not really. I want to talk about something, and we're going to spend probably a majority, if not all, the episode on this, so buckle up. Um, but I want to talk about something that, to me, hits home uh, a couple ways, and I'll get into that here in a little. Um... But recently, uh, there was a shooting in New York, out in the Buffalo area, um, at a Topps Market, in which 13 people were shot, 10 of those people being killed. And I just want to, I want to jump right into this and, and, and just unpack this, because again, this to me hits home in more ways than one not only because i'm from upstate new york from central new york and where this happened it's only about um two hours two and a half hours for me depending on kind of which way i drive and how fast i want to go that day um so it's only a couple hours from me um during the fall because i do uh do a lot with the buffalo bills and whatnot i'm constantly out not too far from this neighborhood um, I've driven through this neighborhood quite a few times on my way to the stadium and, and other things that I've had to do out there. So I know this area a little. And to me, it just hit home when I when I heard about this area. On top of that, I spent the last three years of my um, college undergraduate program where I studied criminal justice doing research on mass shootings, um, specifically school shootings and working with a school district that is predominantly that of a black population and low-income population, um, you know, conducting research and and putting out these safety warnings and, and trainings and protocols and so on and so forth for those that don't have access to that outside of, of school. 
so this really hit home to me in a couple ways and and i just want to run down we're gonna do a big debrief on and what happened our mine and bill's thoughts on it and just just top to bottom overall what we think and and what you know why why does this keep going on and we'll, we'll get to that in the later part of the show but i just want to start by um covering the the 10 victims that were killed now when we talk about and, and this is something that doing what i did and and doing this research that i did we always talked about um not giving people publicity and and news articles and whatnot that commit these acts and i'm only going to say the shooter's name once here because i do believe that um you know it's important to get that out but in the end of the day we don't need to be sharing that so i want to cover the 10 victims first and then we're going to jump right into kind of the timeline of events and whatnot and go from there and then uh We'll see what we got going on from that time. So I want to cover the, the victims here. There was 10 of them that were killed. Again, 13 were shot. 11 of the 13 victims were uh, African-American. The other two, one was uh, a white individual and who was injured. And another was a uh, Hispanic individual who was actually killed. So nine of the 10 people killed were black. One was um, partially not, not fully as, as far as I've heard. Um, uh, of Hispanic, uh, you know, background and, and family, but I, I apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names, but I'm going to try here. So the, of the 10 victims, um, we're going to start right on the top. Ruth Whitfield, she was 86. Roberta Dury, 32. Aaron Salter, 55, who was also a reti recently retired Buffalo police officer, who was a security guard at the store. Hayward Patterson, who was 67. Pearl Young, who was 77. I'm going to butcher this one, but Geraldine Talley, who was 62. Chelsea Chaney, who was 65. Catherine Massey, who was 72. Margus Morrison, who was 52, and Andre McNeil, who was 53. Again, those were the 10 victims who were shot and killed. Um, one of, actually two of them uh, are from kind of my area, about 20, 25 minutes away from me, one from the city of Syracuse and one from Auburn. Uh, but we'll get more into that here shortly. So I just kind of want to run down the timeline of events that happened, get everyone on the same page about the information that's been released by the Buffalo Police Department. The FBI is involved now, um, or has been involved really since day one. Obviously, the state attorney general's office is involved, um, state police, the Erie County sheriffs. There's a bunch of, bunch of uh, um, departments on this, but I do want to cover this. So uh, the suspect, who I'm going to refer to as the suspect for the rest of the day uh, and the rest of the episode, um, Peyton... Jordan, Gurdon, something like that. I don't care. Um, the suspect drove three and a half hours from his hometown, just just outside of Binghamton, New York, which is kind of it's about the most well-known city closest to the southern New York, northern Pennsylvania border, right off I eighty one that literally goes pretty much to Florida if you if you try hard enough. Um, 
So he drove three and a half hours from from his hometown just outside of Buffalo or uh, Binghamton to Buffalo to a Tops friendly market, which is. And I was talking to Bill. He doesn't have them around where he is. Um, but they are a kind of a neighborhood store. They they pretty much only deal with groceries. You know, they're not like a Walmart where they deal with clothing and fishing and all that fun stuff. Nope, they pretty much deal with just just groceries and food items and whatnot. Um, pretty much a New York and Vermont uh, business. Uh, he walked or drove to the Tops Friendly Market, again, three-and-a-half-hour drive with full body armor on, including a helmet that had a GoPro camera or some sort of camera um, on it that was live-streaming to Twitch. Now, for those of you who don't know, Twitch is a um, website similar to YouTube, but it's only live content, right? People are only live-streaming normally games, some are just talking and whatnot, but normally it's gameplay uh, that they're streaming out to their their friends and their followers. But he uh, had this camera mounted to his helmet and was live streaming. Um, it was just over a couple minutes, just like two, somewhere just over two minutes of this, this act that he did. So he gets out of his car, uh, immediately getting out of his car, shoots four people in the parking lot three of who die uh, before making his way into the store where he begins shooting at customers and the cashiers that are uh, right up in the front of the store. At the time he's shooting at those customers, uh, he is engaged by the retired Buffalo city cop uh, who at the time was working armed security at the store. Uh, the security guard did actually get a shot on the suspect, at least one. We haven't heard if there was more but did get at least one shot on the suspect. Struck him what would have been a fatal shot, actually, if the suspect wasn't wearing this, this body armor, this heavy body armor that he was, he was wearing and he had. So he shot the uh, individual suspect turn, ultimately shot and killed the security guard who was working uh, before continuing to the back of the store where, you know, you know, if you go to any Walmart or anything like that, usually the back of the store has... The, the bigger things like the frozen food section, whatever. So he went back there, continued uh, shooting until he actually came out of the store and w at that point was met by Buffalo police officers uh, where they had a little bit of a standoff, a couple minutes worth of a standoff where the uh, suspect actually took his own gun, pointed it at himself, um, threatening to shoot himself essentially. Uh, before Buffalo police were actually able to get him to put the gun down and surrender. Take his body armor off, take his camera off, and his his helmet, and surrender before being taken into custody. So, there's actually um, video of the uh, takedown that is circling around as well. But I want to get into something that both me and Bill um, use pretty much on a daily basis. Um that this person used and that he's online and I'm sure many of you do, but online media sources, uh, including discord, which me and bill are actually currently sitting in a discord chat while we're recording this. It's the way we record things. Cause again, I'm in New York. He's in Pennsylvania. I don't feel like making a four hour drive and nor does he. So, I mean, it's understandable. And for us, it's just the best way. So 
Uh, we use Discord every day. I personally use Twitch every day. I know Bill uses it every now and then. And there's other sites out there that this individual, this suspect used to plan his attacks. And we know for at least five months this person was planning it. At least five. Um, dating all the way back to really November and December of last year when things really kind of got the ball rolling. Um, and that includes having a private Discord chat or server. They haven't come out and said, but I, me knowing Discord and, and Bill knowing Discord, would, I'm, I'm under the belief that it was an actual server. It could have been a chat. Who knows? Um, using that Discord to keep like a diary of everything he was planning to do. Every thought he had. Every motive he had. Everything, all the investigation he did, and we'll get into that here in a little, because to me this shows signs of just being a psychopath. Um, for five months, he used this. Now, Discord doesn't really moderate their chats and whatnot, and that's understandable because there's millions of them, you know, millions of Discord servers that have thousands of Discord chats in them. So it's hard for them, right? And it's one person, they're not really going to look at it. And I understand that. But where it gets interesting is about a half hour before the actual attack, which occurred at about 2.30 in the afternoon, um, the individual invited 15 other people to this Discord. It was an invite-only Discord in a voice chat and was talking with them. Fifth, you know, half hour, 15 minutes before the shooting, just talking to them. And then again, he live-streamed it on Twitch, which is owned by Amazon. Um, Amazon is the, the sole proprietor of Twitch. They, they bought it a few years back. So he's using these social media platforms that, again, I use, Bill uses, I'm sure some of you use as well, to plan this out. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Bill, here while we're on it, because I know me and you, again, use these platforms daily and know what's on them and, and what happens and contains. Again, this is an 18-year-old person, and it's expected that they're going to use social media and things like that. But I don't think we've ever seen a attack or a shooting that has used Discord and Twitch. No, the last thing that I remember seeing anything like that was a few years back, the guy that did the shooting on Easter and streams it on facebook uh but the fact that somebody's doing this is ridiculous like 18 years old never mind the fact that he shot people where did he get the gun uh where did he get the body armor why why was this a thing and how do social platforms like like you said you know they're not going to moderate every little thing but there's no way these people that he was talking to are they responsible now are they are they a part of it like did he say anything to them that he was going to do what he did like is there any of that information out there 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 isn't yet i mean again he used discord to keep a diary for like again 5 months at least that that they have and they've at least released um and as they are aware he was the only one that had access to all that until, again, a half hour before where he actually invited these people to the 
voice chat. Now, we don't know if these were friends of his, if they were random people, what they were. We don't know that. They haven't come out and said that, and it could be a mixture of both. Um, so we don't know. And, and for all I know, I as they've released it now, I doubt they're going to be... Of course, they're talking to these individuals. They're investigating what's going on with these individuals. But I don't foresee as of right now um, any of those 15 being uh, charged with conspiracy or whatever or attempt you know aiding and abetting whatever i don't foresee that on the twitch side of things uh again they he had the the camera mounted to his helmet um at the time he was live 22 people viewed the actual live stream and and viewed what was going on twitch said they removed it within two minutes of talking of uh hearing and seeing what was going on so as soon as they were made aware essentially it took them two minutes to remove the, the stream and remove that you know the suspect from the platform however like you said with the easter shooting where it was again put on facebook same thing happened here again 22 people viewed it but one of those people whoever it was and i'm sure this person will probably i don't know what exactly they would be charged with but they might be charged with something um saved and downloaded that live stream and uploaded it to numerous different sites which again got recirculated and uploaded to more sites so on and so forth um the latest estimates as of a day ago was it, it was at least viewed three million times facebook says it's been viewed at least a million on their side they didn't take it down for like 10 hours so you know and that kind of leads into the next thing here is facebook didn't take this down for 10 hours they knew what was going on right i mean clearly everyone knew what was going on how they didn't manage to see that is beyond me and now because of that the new york attorney general is investigating twitch again owned by amazon discord um two uh two social media sites that i'm not aware of that i've actually never heard of um 4chan and 4chain or 4chain and 8chan Again, never heard of them. I can assume. I know they're at least some sort of social media site. Um, she's also reviewing, again, Facebooks, things like that. So there might be some bombshells that come out of that. You never know. Because she, the Attorney General, uh, Rena James, is a heavy hitter when it comes to taking down uh, major institutions that just... In this case, share these things and just let them be shown, right? Like, this live stream showed 10 people being killed and 13 being shot. Like, to me, you would think there would be some sort of, with the amount of stuff that is, um, you know, amount of bots and algorithms and everything that, you know, and I say this jokingly, a couple of years ago, both myself and my older brother are definitely afraid of spiders well, i'm not definitely he is like insanely afraid, uh, afraid of spiders and he posted on facebook that you know we found the spider and essentially he ran like a little child from it um and so i put a comment on there i said that's it time to burn the house down within seconds facebook had already taken it down and that was a comment I understand that comments, there's certain algorithms that pick up on keywords that 
can take things down. That's simple. I understand that. But there's also algorithms out there that pick up, you know, specific uh, uh, videos and photos and whatnot and mark them as disturbing or mark them as, you know, unfit to be on the platform, so on and so forth. So why didn't that happen here? You know, again, I understand the Discord side of things where there's millions of Discord channels, thousands of servers, millions of users. It's hard to keep track of that, specifically when, you know, Discord is essentially privatized, right? There's no algorithms. There's no bots. There's nothing like that overlooking things. It's up to the moderators and the owners of those servers to, to do what they need to do. Now, again, Discord can come in and remove things and delete users, delete Discord, so on and so forth. But they can't just moderate millions and millions of chats. That's, that's impossible for anyone to do, even computers. But Twitch, on the other hand, they, they already do this, right? And again, it, they say it took them two minutes, which according to them is remarkably fast to remove something like this. Um, but to, it, it just seems like they need, some of these things need to act better. Like, I don't even understand why someone would, you know, they removed it, right? They supposedly, as far as I'm aware, ban the user, right? Which is arguably smart for them to do. Um, and yet someone still had the ability to go back and download and save this to share it to other sites. I, I feel like there's some improvements that can be done there. And, and changed in the future for uh, hopefully not the future when something like this happens again, but potentially if, if something does happen, you know, and, and Discord or Facebook or Twitch or whoever else is involved, it, it changed. Now, moving on from that, I want to get into um, another thing here that doesn't sit right with me. And again, I don't know the full details. This actually came out this morning. So it's kind of fresh again. We're recording this. You'll hear this. This is actually pretty recent. We normally record this on a Wednesday. We're recording it on a Friday. So you'll hear this in just a few days. Um, so this just came out this morning that there's a 911 operator that works. So Erie County uh, is the city that, or the, the county that Buffalo is in. Um, and they have a shared services, kind of like most counties here in the in the state of New York, with the exception of obviously the city, where they do their own own things. But they have a shared services where um, nine one one and all that is routed to one center, and they dispatch for the entire county, including the cities. And so that's the same thing that happened here. So one of the store employees uh, a manager or senior official somewhere somewhere like that in an office somewhere reported they heard the gunshots they called 911 arguably smart they were whispering because they didn't want to be heard so you know they didn't get shot and from what they've released so far is the 911 operator could understand said person enough to understand they were whispering knew what was going on Told the 911 operator told the employee you need to speak up. She continued the employee continued whispered again to avoid getting shot, and the 911 operator hung up. Hung up the phone, call it good. That was it. 
Enough for that call. Now, again, this 911 operator is on administrative lead. The uh, Erie County, um, actually a couple people, the Erie County Emergency Services Director, as well as the uh, Erie County um, uh, Executive, both said that they expect this person to be fired, which is agreed upon. But, and again, I don't think this played a huge factor into it because there was numerous, numerous 911 calls from both inside and outside. Again, it was live streamed. Um, so I don't think it played a factor in response time, but may, you know, what are your thoughts, Bill, on potentially this person getting charged with something? This 911 uh, operator. Charge her up. Like, um, I don't care if it took the, the cops five minutes to get there or not. Okay. This was something that was terrible that was happening. And, uh, you don't hang up on somebody that calls 911. Like, you just don't do that. Why Why would she think that was a good idea? Yeah, like, this is... And while you were saying that, I thought, this is like, you know, someone just abandoning their duties, right? Like, they took it... At least, if, if, if it's the same from around me to where it is in Buffalo, which, again, it's only about two hours difference, uh, 911 operators just like policemen, firemen, have to take an oath. And they swear by that oath. And I'm assuming that oath covers, at least around here it does, um, the fact that you're not allowed to hang up on someone. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I don't know what they would be charged with. Maybe it could be obstruction, but I doubt it. I, I don't, again, I don't know what it would be charged with, but I would... I think it would be interesting and like you said, charge her up. I I think she needs to, again, she, she, she knew enough that the person was whispering, knew what was going on. Again, there was numerous 911 calls. So she was not the only one taking a 911 call about this. So she knew what was going on, the, the operator and clearly just decided to say, screw you. You're good. Have fun. Uh, moving from that though, I want to come back to a point you made earlier about where this individual got the gun and the body armor and all this. So in New York and in, I believe most States, to be honest, um, I'm not exactly sure I'd have to look up the actual information on it. In most States, it's 18 years old to buy a long rifle, right? Like a shotgun or any sort of rifle and at least here it's 21 to get a pistol you have to have a pistol permit first go through that process get a judge to sign off on it before you can actually go out and buy a pistol and that takes usually about a year process so at 18 again this individual was 18 it was legal to buy a firearm in new york state a long rifle in this case, he, he bought an assault rifle. Again, I don't know the exact model of it. They haven't come out and said. Uh, at least from what I've seen, they might have, but I might have missed it. I don't know the exact model, but he was legal to buy the firearm in New York State. Now, as for the body armor and that, I don't know. Um, I know our governor 
during a press conference, she had mentioned potentially going out of state to Pennsylvania to buy some stuff. Um, I don't know what your laws down there are, Bill, or, or whatnot that you have in Pennsylvania. Um, we used to have, I guess, army surplus stores like Herb Phillipson's and whatnot. We don't really have those anymore. They went out of business uh, a couple of years back, actually. And they used to do like helmets and, and stuff like that, but never the the heavy body armor like this person was wearing, like this guy was wearing. So honestly, I don't know where he got it. I would be very curious to see because that, you know, again, an armed security guard shot him from a, not a like point blank, but from a close distance. And with a handgun, so I'm assuming it was either 9mm or 45. And didn't even like, the, the the suspect didn't even flinch. I just stood there and took it, and then turned and obviously again shot shot the security guard. Um, but didn't even flinch. So I'm curious as to where he got this heavy, heavy enough body armor to withstand a nine mil or a forty five, or maybe it was even a, it could have been a bigger firearm. I don't know, but I'm assuming based on what most officers carry in New York State. It's either a 9mm or a 45. Most of them choose the 45 because it's a little bit bigger. And just stood there and took it. So I'm curious as to where he got that body armor. And again, there was mentioned by our governor, the Wicked Witch of the East, uh, because she is, uh, that there was a potential of going out of state to buy extended magazines at least, um, from what I heard. So maybe that body armor came from there. Who knows? Might have stole it from somewhere. I, I don't know. That hasn't come out. But I want to circle back real quick and touch on that point that you made, Bill, um, about that. So we already talked about this person, this suspect, had planned this for five months at least. That's that's aware based on the, again, Discord chats and the, the quote-unquote diary he had made. However... Buffalo and this specific Topps market was not his first option. So, again, long history, including in, in high school, and, and they're investigating this as well because there were some uh, suspicious comments and, and whatnot made in high school. And I want to get into that here in a minute, too. So I'm just going to set that to the side. But there was comments made in high school. Again, this kid was only 18, so he's either graduating this year or close or already graduated um, within last year. Who knows, but somewhere in that range. And they haven't come out and said. So there were some uh, suspicious and concerning comments that were made in high school. He had posted numerous things, again, on social media sites, um, excluding Discord about, um, you know, white supremacy theories, killing as many black people as possible. Um, and, and you know, there's there's a, a law in New York State. It's called the Red Flag Law, and essentially it allows police and investigators to take tips that they get um, that are red flags. So any of these things would have been red flags for the last five months, and act on them and actually charge individuals uh, under this law um, with essentially conspiracy and. Um, if there's enough evidence, actually attempted murder, um, or, you know, attempted premeditated murder, 
which this this obviously this this kid's getting charged with and i say kid he's not a kid he's a he's an adult at this point now um i would say kid but he's 18 so that's the threshold to be an adult and if you do something like this in my eyes you're not a kid anymore you're a fully fledged uh thinking person so this individual could have been charged under that if these red flags were a reported again we it's still early uh, on whether whether or not any of this was reported um, we don't know uh, it's information still coming out really by the hour at this point um, again we're recording this right now uh, May 20th this happened six days ago May 14th Saturday so again this is Friday so tomorrow will be a week for us that it happened and you know there's so many red flags here and I'm gonna sidetrack a little and just talk about this there's so many red flags from you know excluding the journal the diary whatever you want to call it on discord the postings about white supremacy, the numerous, re you know, the amount of research this kid did, right? And I'll, I'll get into that now because this hits home as well. You know, he researched numerous places, like I said. Buffalo wasn't the first target for him. Um, the first spot he researched was Binghamton, um, which is, again, the closest city to his house. I don't, we don't know exactly where, um, but Binghamton has a 7.4% black population according to the 2020 census uh and then he researched the next closest thing to him which was oakdale mall in johnson city um again not too far had about the same seven percent black population roughly in that area then he came up close to me within 15 minute drive uh in syracuse new york destiny usa mall uh, has the zip code of the mall where he was planning on doing this was 29% uh, a black population. Again, I used to work uh, for the, the last three years uh, within the Syracuse City School District. Again, conducting research on, on mass and violent school shootings and preparing those who, who don't know what to do for in case something like this happens. And... So that hit close close to home. And, and for me, I know the city of Syracuse is struggling. It's got a high black population. It's got a low, very, very low, you know, income threshold. It, there's not a lot of income coming into the households in the city of Syracuse. And, you know, Destiny USA isn't that, isn't that bad, better. You know, it is a large mall. It's a popular mall, but it's struggling. And, you know... It hits close to home for for a potential attack like this to be that close, right? And, you know, I don't say I'm thankful for it, but, you know, if we look at how populated Destiny Mall is, I don't know how populated Oakdale Mall and Johnson City is, and there's a couple more places I'll get to here in a, in a little, but those are arguably more populated, at least I know for a fact, Destiny USA is, than a top supermarket in a neighborhood. So this could have been worse. And don't get me wrong, what, you know, what, what happened 
is probably one of the worst things that can happen. But could have been worse. On top of that, he also mentioned places in northern Rochester, Mount Vernon, uh, including the Marketplace Mall in Rochester, which the the area code of that has a 68% black population. Again, I do know that mall. It is very populated. Not as populated as like Destiny USA, but it is a, a popular mall. Um, and a lot of people go to it. Uh, and this was all planned out as of December. Uh, he has was planned, ready to go, Marketplace Mall in Rochester. And he was he was going to do what he did in Buffalo, in, in Rochester, at this mall. And, again, that was a 68% black population at the uh, um, address of the uh, mall, the zip code of the mall. Now, I'm doing a quick Google search because I want to see... Uh, the exact, so again, he drove roughly three and a half hours, just shy of three and a half hours to, uh, Buffalo. And he drove, if he would have done this in Rochester, he would have drove about two and a half hours. So, you know, it's, it's. It's, you know, I say it's not surprising, but it's surprising that this kid, 18 years old, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Bill. Kid, 18 years old, planned this for the last five, six months to drive two and a half, at least, ultimately three and a half hours to do an act like this. Why? going to stay... I'm just going to say it like this. Somebody his age doesn't keep shit like that a secret. Like, No, not at all. Like, uh, and, and somebody this, else knew. This is the question I've been asking is, you know, Binghamton area and specifically where this individual was from, um, just outside of Binghamton is a pretty, and the city name that he's from is Conklin which is literally about a three-minute drive from the Pennsylvania border. It's a small area, right? It's a small school district. Well, Binghamton's not. I don't know if this area is in a different school district or not, but it's a small area. Everyone knows everyone, right? The city's not that big, or the village that he's from is not that big. It's just off, literally just off 81. And yet... Supposedly, as of right now, at least the information no one knew about it. Specifically, his plans to drive three and a half hours. Like to to me, that just seems weird, doesn't it, Bill? Like you would think. Well, he, he was probably trying to get out of the area that people would know him. Well, according to at least his diary log or whatever, again, whatever you want to call it, the only reason he didn't choose close to his area again, Binghamton about a 10-minute drive from him. Johnson City, about a 15, 20-minute drive from him. The only reason he didn't choose those is it didn't have a high enough black population. So, and again, he he was fixated on going to Marketplace Mall in Rochester. Again, 68% black population. He committed this act on May 14th. He didn't find the Buffalo Tops location until February 17th. 
And the only reason he decided to go there is it had a 10% higher black population. It had 78% population of, of black individuals there. It's a very well-known, it's on the uh, eastern side of Buffalo-ish. It's known for having a, a high black population. It's also known for having supposedly lots, again, I don't know, this is just what has been released, lots of segregation issues, stuff like that. Um, but it's been a very, you know, well-kept and night-tick community, and the only reason he picked it over the Rochester location is it had a 10% higher black population. So that's why, you know, at least as of right now, he didn't pick Johnson City or Binghamton, whatnot, and he picked to drive three and a half hours. But my thought is, you know, he lives right on the, on the, uh, the Pennsylvania border, right, again, and... He's looking for this, you know, an area that has, um, you know, a high black population, at least from what we know right now. And, and you know, he's, he's looking for this, but my question is, why didn't he drive the same distance, three and a half, actually a little bit less, depending on which way you go, three to three and a half hours, to Philly, you know Philly's Beautiful. over. Philly's overall he lost that fight. Well, probably, but he was already to lose the fight to begin with. But you know Philly's overall black population, according to the census here, was forty three point six percent. Now again, that's half the population, you know, percentage population in this neighborhood in Buffalo. And he might have looked at Philly. Who knows? They haven't come out and said it. But I'm sure there's neighborhoods where Philadelphia is. A lot higher. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Then again, why? I mean, the same thing could be said as, you know, we talked about it a couple couple episodes ago about the subway shooting down in um, New York. Why didn't he go to New York City? There's populations and neighborhoods in New York City where it is damn near 100% of black population. I don't think he was aiming for black people. I don't know. And I say this... Well, I say this, he might say that he was, but I want you to look at your list of people that are dead. Out of that list, what is it, eight of ten? Eight out of ten people on that list are over the age of 50. Correct. Four of, four of the ten are senior citizens. He was targeting old people. Yeah, he was and targeting the, uh, people that weren't going to fight back. And the three that were, actually the three that were injured and... Uh, were not killed. Ranged from like twenty mid twenties to late mid to late thirties, somewhere in that range. Only one person died in this. That was a, a relatively young, thirty-two. That Roberta Drury. Yeah, and she she was the one actually from Syracuse area. Um, she was out. She moved out to uh, Buffalo to take care of her. Um, Elderly, it was either mother or I think it was grandmother, actually, um, that she was out taking care of, and, and that's why she had moved to Buffalo, actually. There's another one on there um, that, uh, I, I forget their name, I, I think it was Andre McNeil, I'd have to look it up, who was actually there at the tops buying a birthday cake for his son, his his young son. Um, so these, these were old people. These these people were literally just out there to 
have normal, you know, normal grocery shopping, buying a birthday cake, going grocery shopping to take care of grandma, you know, those types of things. So I, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, he was, again, he, he talked about hurting black people and I mean, you bring up a really good point that realistically only three or four were below the age of 50 or 52, I should say, because that was the, the next youngest was 52. Again, people killed were 86, 32, 55, 67, 77, 62, 65, 72, 52, and 53. Yeah, they're not running too fast. No. And on top of that, if you look at that, you know, a majority of them never had to worry about mass shootings, right? In their childhood. So they hear gunshots and, and again, not to, not to say this, but this is a predominantly black neighborhood has, or in the, in the past has had segregation issues. You know, I can only assume that if some of these guys, you know, some of these people heard gunshots, they probably really didn't think about it at first. You know, they do live in Buffalo. Buffalo does have a gun violence issue. They've, they've come out and said that actually recently that they've had gun violence issues. And yet, it, I, I wouldn't find it hard to believe if some of these people just thought there was some gunshots going off and, and they weren't kind of involved or potentially a victim there. He's going to use some kind of stupid defense. Oh, like he'll, he'll plead insanity. Well, I mean, 10 people, that's the death penalty. Like, he's New York, already... New York doesn't have the death penalty. If, if the feds charge him, they will. You no, know, because Biden put a uh, stop on the death penalty when he when he joined office. He, Damn it. Yep, so this kid, the best this kid can get, even if he's charged with 10 counts of premeditated first-degree murder, 4 counts of attempted premeditated murder, terrorism charges, you name it, this kid cannot get the death penalty. The best he can get is life in prison without the possibility of parole. Until they put his ass near somebody that was related to somebody that died, then he gets the death penalty. I mean, this this kid, I wouldn't be surprised if he he's in solitary. Um, he's uh, be, because of the fact he's on suicide watch for the whole act he pulled with um, exiting the store and and putting the gun to his own chin. Yeah, we could have just pulled the trigger. Like that that right there is proof he's not going to kill himself. He had a gun. He had all the chance in the world to shoot himself in the face and, and he, did nothing. And, and he let cops talk him off the ledge. Yeah, so he's not hanging himself. He's not doing none of that stupid shit. That's just protocol. <laughs> they're just they're just doing that. They should put his, his ass out in population. Let him out with the people that are really in trouble. Um, who are, who are in there already for life sentences. Yeah, so who don't give a shit. And they're going to be like, well, if I kill him and I go to court, yeah, I'm going to get an extra couple of years, maybe the debt, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll get another life sentence on top of these four or five I'm already doing. Yeah. But all these family members and all the people out there with a brain between their ears are going to view me more. And it sounds kind of messed up to say, but more as like a, a hero, like kind of. Yeah. Like, Without being a know. hero. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm with I, you there. Well, I don't condone people killing people. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, no, I don't either. Let me, yeah, let's make that clear. We do not condone just killing people, but under this circumstances, <laughs> um, I believe that the 
the, the law might take itself in its own hands. <laughs> Just the, the leave punishment, it at that. The, the crime fits the possible punishment. Yeah, so you again, know, it's like sex sex offenders in jail don't very or don't last very long no. without being protected because people are like, you mess with a kid, that's messed up. You don't mess with kids. Yeah, and I want to circle back to the uh, the fact that you said the federal government. So the, the FBI is investigating this as two things: a hate crime and a quote case of racial. We restart that case of racially motivated violent extremism. Quote. So I don't buy the hate crime thing. I don't think that's that should that's a that's a buzzword. Hate crime. You don't kill people because you love them. Everybody yeah. dies for a hate crime. Oh, he's white. He's black. He's Puerto Rican. He's orange. He's red. It's it's the color of your skin don't make the crime a hate crime. It's a murder. What he did. They're just trying to glorify it by calling it a hate crime. Yeah. Now I understand the the the. I don't know why I keep wanting to say racially racially motivated violent extremism. They at, at least unofficially have called this kid a, a domestic terrorism or a domestic terrorist. I don't necessarily agree right away with that classification um, because not everyone gets in. I understand that, at least from what he said, again, he was targeting black individuals, and that is a targeting population, and I understand that he's targeting that population. Um, but I don't, I don't think the terrorist... I don't think terrorists and a terrorist charge can be added here quite yet. Maybe they'll uncover something. Maybe they know more, but they definitely know more than they're releasing. Um, well, yeah, because you just look at what happened with the the subway shooter, smoke bomb guy. Yeah, you right? would think he that would have been on the list. You would have think that would have been classified as a terrorist act because it was public transport. Yeah, and he was on the terrorist watch list, and then he was taken off, and then he went and shot up people. But you get some little punk. What I think they should do is they should put everybody. Like, every school-age kid nowadays should be on the terrorist watch list because it seems well, like... I think we just need to hold parents more accountable for what their children are going through and learning and finding out. You I think don't that's see 40, 50, 60-year-old people going on shooting sprees. It's all these damn school kids or school-age kids doing it. Yeah. That's who's shooting people up. Like, you know, there's that off weirdo like the subway shooter. But 90% of these shootings that are happening... As I say, if, if we look historically, right, if we look at the shooting in Parkland, Florida, that was a student at the school. Danny was, was a was, was a, a... Yeah, the, the first... I'm not going to say first because there was others before it, but the first major shooting in modern light was Sandy Hook. If you look at Columbine, which was has been classified as one of the major first shootings those were both students you know there, again you said there's there's some outliers like the uh, vegas um concert shooting right where the guy unloaded from like the 40 something floor uh the subway shooting the uh the, even the shooting out in california at the uh, railway yard there um there are outliers but yeah i mean that's a good observation that 90 percent of these are school-aged children so I guess that brings to light, like, what do we have to do different now at this point? Like, what? Well, I mean, there's probably a lot of things, but I don't know. What, what's your major thing that you would you would do what differently? I, what I would do? 
Oh boy, this would be great. So if I was, if I somehow, if the government would trust me enough to say, okay, Bill, you fix the damn problem. I'll tell you exactly what I would do. I'd get a gun and I'd say, everybody in school gets shot in the foot. That sounds kind of harsh, but I want you to know what the fuck it feels like if you're going to go shoot somebody. I mean, that does yeah, kind of like, no. I mean, it is kind of harsh, and I don't think that would ever fly. Um, right, that's why the government would never say, Bill, you can do this. But, like, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, it, it, this is how generations are broken. And you're, like, on the cusp of the broken generation, but you're not broken, so it works. When I was a kid, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have computers. We had the woods, and we had bikes, and we had fishing poles. We just went and did whatever we wanted to do like that. And we heard this statement from our parents all the time. Your ass better be home before the streetlights come on. Yep. Now, you fast forward all the way up till now. Like, okay, well, let's, let's just stay with when, when I was younger, I learned that the stove was hot because my grandfather let me touch the stove. Then I knew it was hot. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I, I practically did the same thing. When, you know, my parents, it's going to sound Bill. How old are you again, Bill? Like 90? I'm, th I'm 38. In July, I'll be 39. So, yeah, so, so this is going to make you sound super old. My parents are 50. Well, 52 and 53. Close enough, though. Um, so, you know, they, they, I was always raised kind of being an only child for the longest time. Um, obviously, before my stepmom came into it and, and brought three, uh, three step siblings for me, but I was always raised as an only child. So they spent 24 hours a day, seven days a week doing the exact same thing. Yeah. You want to find out the stove's hot? Go ahead. Touch it. Yeah, you want to go learn. hit, you want to, you want to feel what it's like getting hit by, you know, by a car, go play in the street, find out, you know, mm, those, those types of learn. things. But those are also like, those are the days for me. And I'm sure if you go talk to your parents, they'll say the same thing is, we used to leave our doors unlocked at night, leave our windows open. There was no fear of somebody breaking in. It was, it was normal. Plus, you knew everybody around you. And yeah. I don't, it, shit, I don't even leave my doors unlocked when I'm home, let alone fucking gone. Right. And, and on top of all this idiotic shit these kids are doing, they're also carjacking people. That's the new thing, apparently. Go out on a highway and carjack. I dare somebody to try that with me. Because I'd be like, all right, you can have the car, you can have the car, but I'm taking the fucking keys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And if you want the keys, you got to come get them. Yep. And that's when, and uh, that's, that's when you when just I get shot. Well, I, but before you get shot, throw them in the woods so they, you know, can't take it anyways. And then at least someone finds your car because it won't move. Yeah. Well, at that point, <laughs> I would probably just have the cops help me find my keys. Oh, I threw them somewhere over here. Yeah. Well, but... that that's a different story, but you'd probably be shot already. And... I killed. Yeah, I'd be laying on the side of the road, so yeah. at least somebody would know that my car's there, my keys might be somewhere nearby. Yeah, I mean, they'll find it. But yeah, I mean, uh, for me, like, going back to, there's so many things we could change, right? And I think social media, again, we've mentioned this before in other, you know, topics and whatnot in previous episodes, and it's all over the, ironically, it's all over social media and the news, but social media has caused a lot of problems. Like you said, you didn't. When was your when did when did you get your first cell phone, Bill? Um, so 
this is kind of a trick question. Like, I feel like you're setting me up to make me feel old. But uh, the first cell phone that I got was when track phone very first came out. And they actually had a battery that came off the back, and they, they had an antenna you had to pull up on it. And none of them flipped down. Like, it was all just a face on the thing, and texting wasn't a deal. It was literally just a yeah. phone yep. to make a phone call. How old, um, how old were you when you got that? I got my first one, I think, when I was, like, 17 or 18. But they were so damn expensive, and the phone, because, like, nowadays you have phone plans and all this shit. Oh, yeah. Back then when it came out, it was just prepaid only. And the cards were so damn expensive that, you know, I like at the time I worked at Long John Silver's and I wasn't making next to nothing. Plus, my mom was disabled. So the money I was making, I was trying to use, you know, money to help around the house. So I basically took the free money that I had and bought a cell phone just because in case I was out and something happened to my mom, there was a way for somebody to get a hold of me. I thought, you know, responsibility is pretty important. Uh, but this phone was the biggest, clunkiest piece of garbage that I've ever had in my life. But just to say that I got it at that age, that means for 17 years of my life, you know, I, I was playing. I was in the woods hurting myself, doing stupid shit. We still didn't have Facebook and none of that crap. So I think that social media has led to the, oh, well, not maybe led, but has definitely contributed to the problem. Um, yeah, you know, so, people, people do dumb shit and they think, well, I'm going to upload it to YouTube. Boy, that ought to get me some views. And they don't realize they're committing a crime. Like this, did this kid know that streaming it on Twitch was a crime? Like he could, there's probably some charge out there he can get nailed for. Oh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and going back to that. So real quick, a little bit about me. I, I, you know, I do a lot with drumming. Again, I, going back to the start of this, I go out to Buffalo all the time. I'm, you know, I work with the Buffalo Bills drumline and, you know, all that. But during the summer, during the winter, when I'm not doing things like that, I'm teaching at my alma mater high school that I graduated from in 2019, because um, I'm young. But I, I teach drumline there and we get kids anywhere from well fifth grade to twelfth grade middle school for us is fifth through eighth twelfth or high school is ninth through twelfth the number what's of the school what's the school before middle school called? Nah, we're not going there bill <laughs> the uh the number of fifth graders that i come in that i see that have better you know i have an iphone 11 the number of fifth graders that I see that have better iPhones than me, that are their own, not their parents that they're borrowing, their own, is concerning. You know, again, I have an iPhone 11. I've had it for like a year and a half now, right? I don't even know what the latest iPhone, I think they're what, like iPhone 13, I think is what they're at now? Probably. I had an iPhone 3S. That was the only iPhone I ever had. It was like the, the iPhone 3, but it was a, the small version. It wasn't the big version. The The first phone I had, yeah, they're at the, the iPhone 13. So One every year. Yeah, and the iPhone 14 is expected to be launched somewhere in September. So they got three, at least three 
years a better phone than I do in fifth grade. And, you know, the first phone, going back to that, my first phone was an iPhone 6S. It was a hand-me-down. I got it because I was going out of country on a school trip to Canada. So, rightfully so, it's like, hey, you, you're, no, you're kind of going out of country. I think you need some form of communication with the outside world. Um, in case, you know, you get stranded there and, you know, get arrested or what, you know, and something like that. Because I was, I was young and reckless as a child. Not really, but I like to think I was. Anyways, that was the first phone I had. And I had that for like four years until I accidentally, we won't go there anyways. So, you know, I got that when I was in eighth grade. Because again, I needed that. But I also had rules where I couldn't have, you know, I didn't have Facebook. Yeah, I, I didn't have Facebook until five years ago when I needed it in order to communicate with, you know, I, I'm in a Facebook group that I need to communicate with these other drummers that I, that I drum with, right? So for me, it's like I, I didn't use Facebook. I didn't use Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or anything like that until I was halfway through high school at that point and now these fifth graders are downloading it overnight because they can with their brand new iPhone that is the latest and greatest and the nicest and uh, I don't know it, it just Look, seems I, I, there's an issue there I consider myself a pretty educated person like I have a college degree I, I I'm stupid in certain things like technology really blows me away how it it came about and not only did it come about but it just blew up i knew i was in trouble when my nephews when my wife's nephews but they're my nephews now that we're married uh but prior to that they were just you know her nephews when they were able to get on a computer and play and understand and this is at like the age of five and six the game of world of warcraft i still can't understand that game um, you know, they, they knew how to download torrents to watch movies. They knew they could get on a cell phone, and they knew how to do just about everything on a cell phone. I'm like, shit, I'm lucky if I know how to turn it on half the time. Uh, yeah, like, you know, there's, again, these fifth graders and sixth graders that I'm seeing literally can, they know more than I do and, and have three times as many social media apps than I do, and yet they they use them like, they're the ones that created them. They know them that well. And like you well, said, you know, there's there's these games and everything that they're so easy now for anyone to get a hold of and and just be masters at them at such a young age. Well, and, and this is going to be a double standard for me, but because I, you know, even I love video games. So regardless of what I'm about to say, I still love video games. But I think video games and the violence in the video games has desensitized people so much i i'm with they you think they think it's normal like oh well in call of duty i go around shooting people with a gun so i you know it's, i'm gonna go play call of duty in real life right now yeah and I, actually that's, that's that's funny because i was literally just about to bring up call of duty you know, Call of Duty, I, I don't know when the last one came out, but they used to do them, like, once every year, like the iPhone. Like, it was every, every September, you get a new Call of Duty, right? And, you know, 
the the last one I remember playing was World War Two, Call of Duty World War Two, and that was like, like four years ago, five years ago, whatever. And even then, the the shooting and the the killing of fake people on a game was so realistic that, like you said, it desensitized people, and then they're just like, "Hey, let's go do this in real life," because why not? And now, like I said, why the double standard is, as you well know, I have a thing for GTA. Yeah. Um, so, and that is the most... Well, and, and that's one of the most popular games. games. Right. So, like, but I also think that, and I don't want to see the government step in on this because it, that's that would probably be beaten to the bush. But um, I think the game developers need to take some accountability here and say, all right. We've kind of screwed the pooch now for a couple I mean, years. I would, um, I would like to believe that they would, but I also but believe they're, that they're making money. So as they're I say, not they to. they would lose money on it. So why would they, right? Like, it, it, it'd be the same way as you know, uh, Apple saying, you know, hey, these young five year olds and six year olds are getting brand new phones. Let's raise the price a little here. But then they're going to stop making as much money, right? Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. I, again, I, I think social media is an issue. I think that, like you said, um, these games that have desensitized people are an issue. I think the, the fact that people aren't, I'm going to say this is probably controversial as well, aren't living in real life. They're living in these, these alternate Social again, social media universes, games. They're not. They're not calling up a friend and saying, "Hey, you want to go grab ice cream and then go to the park?" No, they're they're literally texting their friend saying, "Hey, you want to FaceTime later and get on Call of Duty?" No, it's. And I'm regret, you know, regarding it right now. We're recording this again on Friday. Right now is currently 82 degrees out. Got a little wind. It's beautiful here. And we're, you know, I'm inside recording this. But a, a normal child looks at that all summer and says, eh, 82, that's, eh, we're, we're going to stay inside. Who needs sunlight? And we're going to call a friend and we're going to go kill some zombies on Call of Duty or yeah. whatever. I don't know. I just. <laughs> That ain't coming back. That generation ain't coming back. No. It, unfortunately, it's not. And, and we are storming like crazy here, so I'm probably losing my shit. <laughs> well, the good news is we're almost done anyway, so. You know, I want to wrap this up here because I know this has been a a different episode for us and, and, and whatnot, but I want to wrap this up by saying... There was a lot of red flags here. There was a lot of issues that could have been pointed out. A lot of things that can have been stopped from extended magazines being bought and wherever this body armor came from, who knows, from social media platforms and, and you know streaming services like Discord and Twitch. There's honestly too many faults here. And... You know, I, I'm glad the Attorney General of New York's investigating Twitch, which is ultimately Amazon, 
Discord, Facebook, all these other places, you know. And it's a sad day. And again, it hits home for me for many reasons. Not only because it's close to me. I've been to this neighborhood. Um, I've been to this area. You know, the, the uh, I've studied this type of stuff for three years. I, you know, it, he was planning on doing it close to me within 20 minutes of me. You know, there's a lot that hits home to me here. And, and again, this episode has been different. And I hope I don't have to do another one of these episodes again. Or Bill has to do one. But I think it needed to be brought up. And, and our opinions need to be covered on it. Because again, it is it is close to home for me, so I have a, a stronger opinion on some things than some of you do, and probably even Bill at some points. Oh, I, I throttled myself back big time because I could have used so many like when this happened. I, I this the the language I should have used doesn't show enough respect to the people and the families that are deceased. Yeah, but I I, I wanted to lace this kid up verbally, but. The chances of him ever knowing about it or slim to none. Yeah, I, you know, in the end of the day, I'm going to end with this. I hope this kid, again, he's he's been charged. He was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder because that's obviously the least they need to do, but he's been charged with 10 counts. I hope the FBI gets him for hate crimes and the, the extremism charges, whatever they get him for. I hope he gets locked up for the rest of his life maybe put in general population who knows um and i think i think he'll be dealt with appropriately we'll see yeah i don't condone anything he did i don't support anything he did and quite frankly i'm disgusted by it i'm annoyed by it he's a douchebag and i hope he rots in that you know prison cell one of the he so he was he appeared in court for uh something the other day yesterday as he was leaving someone said you're a coward and i agree with that uh, you know, he knew what he was doing. Clearly, it's premeditated for five plus months. And, you know, I'm disappointed. I truly am. Um, there was, there's a lot of things that could have been done to stop this. A lot of red flags, a lot of warnings. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it comes out that, well, I'm not hoping it comes out that someone knew. I'm hoping that no one knew and literally he was acting on his own. But again, like you said, Bill, kid this age in a small area like where he was, someone's got to know somebody. He someone's got to know. And, and I hope if that happened, they find that person and that person's charged. And, you know, they're held responsible for not, you know, telling some, you know, telling the authorities about this. And in the end of the day, I, I hope that 911 operators ultimately fired which i'm assuming they're going to be i i i hope they're potentially charged with whatever because criminal neglect nail them with criminal neglect there you go yeah there's, there's something going through my brain right now that i gotta bring up i don't know why this is here but because of this whole social media controversy thing now okay you got jeff bezos who owns amazon yep right he has what is it blue origin he owns Blue Origin Rocket Labs or whatever. Yep. And he bought a social media platform. Yeah, he bought Twitch. No big deal, right? Whatever. I didn't even hear about it, really. I didn't know it until you said it. So that's how little of a deal it made. Now you have Elon Musk, who owns 
Tesla, who also owns a rocket company, who also bought up a social media platform, and it's the end of the world. Why is this a thing? Yeah, I don't know. We can cover that in another episode, because, uh, short plug, we're, uh, we're going to two episodes a week starting, not next week, but the week after. Woohoo. Um, so we can cover that, but yeah, yeah, that's a good thought, to be honest with you. Um, you know, so Amazon bought Twitch in 2014. So it was a while ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, that you got me thinking about that. I'll have to think about and do some research on that. That was that's, before that's Orange Man was president. Right? Yeah. That was before Orange Man was president. And yep. when Orange Man became president, everything became bad. Correct. According to, you know, according to philosophy here. So even though it got a murder got streamed on his platform, good for them. They took it down fast enough. Uh, well, clearly not fast enough there. because it got pushed around like four million times. So right, but another guy that now all of a sudden is the public enemy of the United States, who owned a company, owned a rocket company, or still owns a rocket company, bought up another social media, and now because he wants to let people say what they want to say, is bad. But the guy, the other guy that's on the other side of the fence, didn't have nothing in place to stop somebody from streaming a murder. Like, it's, where, where does free speech start and end? Hmm? I don't know. That's a good Maybe question. that'll have to be covered on another episode. Um, you might have to do a deep dive on free speech. We'll get there. Anyways, um, again, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I know it was a different episode. I know I did a majority of the talking, but I, me and Bill talked about this before we started recording, and it was just something that I needed to uh, not rant on, but... Again, a hit home, and I need to get out there. So thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, before we go, I'm going to send it to Bill real quick to do a short little plug on our Discord that he loves doing. Yeah. And, uh, and then we'll go from there. So, Bill, off to you, boy. Yeah. All right, Internet, cooperate with me. I'm not good with a long string of numbers and letters and all these funny things, so I'm going to put a link to it in the description of this video or this audio, uh, wherever you're listening to it and maybe at some point watching it to join our discord hop in over there we get in from time to time shoot the shit with you guys ask your opinions it's a good spot to join to find out what we're doing next and offer your ideas on what topics we should cover if we're maybe not cover topics you think we should um yeah so other than that yeah so thank you bill i know that's your favorite part of the show yeah i'm starting to get it down like i'm getting it down to the point where i'm saying it like almost like a like one of those movie trailer guys like yeah like you're reading it off an end Anyways, like I said, uh, we're going to be switching to two episodes a week starting Monday, May 30th, and Thursday, June 2nd. We're switching to two episodes a week. We're releasing on Monday and Thursday on everywhere you find your podcasts. Um, we're releasing at the same time, 7 a.m. EST. Uh, we'll have more information about those coming next week as well as um, you know the YouTube stuff and whatnot that will be coming soon as well. So... Again, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. I know it was a little different. We appreciate you sticking around. And uh, we'll see you next week for uh, episode 9. So, episode 9. Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you then. Have a good one, guys. Later.